0: Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This episode features the mystery short story Nobody Home, written by Joseph S. Walker and read by local actor Sean Hopper. This story has never been published. If you'd like to help support this podcast, listen for details in the closing of this episode on how to become a patron and get some fun perks. They gave Levin
1: the clothes he'd been wearing seven years ago, which is how he'd found out how much weight he'd lost. They gave him a pamphlet from a local church with lists of local homeless shelters, food banks, 12-step programs, and employment agencies, which is how he found out he was a social outcast. They gave him $50 in cash and a bus token that would take him anywhere in the city. Which is how he found out nobody had come to pick him up. The trustee who gave Levin this bounty said that due to a lawsuit from the local board of health, they'd had to stop including a pack of cigarettes. Levin said it was all right. He'd never been a smoker. Then, they let him go. The house Levin and Shayla had lived in was a couple of miles from the nearest bus stop. He had no problem with the walk. For seven years, he'd walked the prison yard for two hours every day, never earning the status with any crew that would have given him a place on a bench or even on the ground in a shaded corner. The only thing strange about walking was being able to go in a straight line for 30 yards without hitting a wall. He was afraid he would have forgotten how to get to the house, but it turned out he remembered fine. It looked just like the last time he'd seen it. A little white two-story with red shutters and trim. It was dusk by the time he arrived and even in the fading light the place looked like it could use some fresh paint. Levin thought about being out here in the sunlight his shirt off putting a new coat of paint on his house. He thought about Shayla bringing him a beer and the two of them stepping back to look at his work. Anyway, He tried to think about those things. What he really thought about was the fact that Shayla hadn't visited him in four years. The mailbox was brown metal, not the white plastic he remembered. The junk mail inside was all addressed to Shayla Atwater. Well, at least she hadn't moved. But there were no lights on, and no car in the driveway. Had she gone to get him after all? Had they just missed each other? The keys that had been in the pocket of his jeans seven years ago were still there. The one to the front door still fit. Muscle memory found the switch just inside as he closed the door with his foot. The room flooded with light showing him some things familiar, some things new. The big things were mostly the same. The couch, the recliner. He didn't remember the colorful painting of a fish over the couch, or a lot of the little things scattered around. He let his eyes move slowly across the room, focusing on what he could see, because he was so rattled. By what he heard nothing silence the little hooks by the front door where they kept keys were still there Levin looked at the hooks then put the keys back in his pocket and began to move through the house the same table in the kitchen the same chairs with the worn places where the backs rubbed against the edge of the table The refrigerator was well-stocked. The date on the milk was the middle of next week. He turned on the overhead light and saw the ceiling. He'd almost forgotten about it. Shayla's pet project. She wanted the kitchen ceiling to look like a big stained-glass window. So, the two of them had stood on stools and ladders alternately laughing and cursing putting up a random pattern of painter's tape then filling the squares and triangles and parallelograms they'd created with a dozen of the brightest most vivid paints she could find levin's shoulders ached for days but when they peeled the tape off The result was just what Shayla had wanted, a rainbow scattered and broken across the ceiling. Eight years later, it was still up there. The colors had faded a bit in places, maybe. Levin turned off the light and headed for the stairs. In the bedroom, he found the changes he'd been expecting to find everywhere. The bedspread was new, an abstract purple and white design matching the new lilac tint on the walls. None of his clothes were in the closet, and the drawers that had been his in the bureau were empty. At least everything he did find was obviously Shayla's. There was no other man living here. They'd called the room across the hall the guest room, though it held an old fold-out couch instead of a regular bed. The couch was still there. Levin opened the closet and found a stack of U-Haul cardboard boxes with his name printed on them in big black letters. He opened the top box and found it stuffed with his old shirts neatly folded. She hadn't thrown his things away, but she had put them out of sight. He closed the box back up and went back to the main bedroom and sat on the bed, thinking about that. The emptiness of the house still pressed on him. Prison was never this silent. At any time of the night, you could listen to men snoring or screaming or singing or crying and others yelling at them to keep it down. You could listen to the steady metronome pacing of the guards. Bursts of unaccountable laughter. Flushing toilets. Distant clangs as doors opened and closed. Levin let himself fall back onto the bed. His head on the softest pillow he'd felt in years. Shayla still lived here. Sooner or later she'd come back. And then he would find out what his life was now. Prison made you capable of waiting, whether you wanted to be or not. One of Levin's cellmates, Hendricks, could wait better than anybody Levin ever met. Sinking into absolute stillness until he needed to move. Hendricks had been a physics professor before some mysterious incident knocked him sideways. All he would ever say about why he was there was that he'd had one very, very bad night. He told Levin that what made him good at waiting was his knowledge of physics. He said that every moment in time existed forever. So, there was no reason to ever be upset, or impatient, or angry about the particular moment you were in. You were in all the other moments, too, if you only knew it. Thinking about Hendrix, waiting to be in another moment, Levin closed his eyes and let the silence take him. He didn't know how much later it was when a door closing downstairs woke him. He jerked upright, baffled for a moment by his surroundings. His first thought that he'd escaped and they were hunting him. But no. He remembered. Shayla's house. Our house. Someone was walking around downstairs He heard one of the chairs at the kitchen table move. He called out before he realized he was going to. Sheila No answer. Levin swung his feet to the floor and headed for the stairs. He could tell from the shadow of the banister on the wall that the lights in the kitchen were on again. He went down the stairs and turned the corner and Grayson Atwater shayla's father was sitting at the kitchen table wearing his deputy's uniform and holding a bottle of beer there was a gun on the table in front of him gray nodded at the chair across from him sit down where's shayla levin said we're gonna talk gray said but not until you're sitting down. He drank from the bottle. Levin stepped forward, his feet leaden. He pulled out the chair and perched on the edge. Uh, You don't need the gun, he said. We'll see. So I'm sitting. Where's Shayla? She's at our house. And before you jump up with any cute ideas, Linda and I have moved since you went away. And you won't tell me where? Gray shrugged. I could tell you. But it's going to be a moot point pretty soon. Levin realized he was breathing very shallowly. He licked his lips. I know... I've got mistakes to make up for, Mr. Atwater. Officer. Uh, officer, sure. Officer Atwater. I've screwed up, but I don't think Shayla sent you to kill me in our kitchen. No, Gray said. But you'll notice she's not here to roll out the red carpet, either. She sent me to see how you are, so she could decide what To do. How I am? Levin said. I'm good. I'm clean. Three years. My hand to God. You can check my records, Gray. Officer. Officer, check the records. I've been going to the prison NA meetings like clockwork for three and a half years. I got three months and relapsed. I'm telling you that to be honest. "'Then I got clean again, and it stuck. Three years.' "'Impressive,' Gray said. "'Tell Shayla that,' Levin said. "'Tell her I'm ready to work. "'I'll keep up the meetings. "'I'll do whatever she wants.' "'Gray finished his beer. "'He put the bottle on the table "'and rolled it between his hands. "'You got any idea?' what you did to my little girl levin do you even remember levin swallowed he opened his mouth and gray lifted a finger and shook his head i don't really give a damn if you remember i remember she remembers the lies the missing money the bruises Even after you went away, she wanted to give you a chance until she realized you were using even inside that place. That was before N.A., Levin said. Before I got clean, I wrote her about it. I tried to call, but she changed her number and she never wrote me back. Yeah, Gray said. Because she listened to me. I saw what you really are. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a little brown plastic bottle and put it on the table next to the gun. Levin stopped breathing. The little bottle swelled up, filled his vision. What's that? He managed... That, Gray said, is what I'm going to find in your pocket after I shoot you. No. Oh, yeah. It was your first stop when you got out. A little something-something to celebrate your freedom. Then you came over here, and when you didn't find Shayla, you went a little wild. Busting up the place, breaking things. Even tried to attack me when I showed up. Gave me no choice. Officer, Levin said. You don't have to do this. I'm not a hard guy, Levin. Gray said. I'm even going to do you a last favor. He picked up the gun and used the barrel to nudge the bottle halfway across the table. You can have a little taste before you go. I'll even wait a few minutes to let it kick in. Gray leveled the gun, pointing it at Levin's chest. This is a limited time offer. Levin's hand came up starting for the bottle before he'd even really thought about it. He bit his lip hard and jerked the hand back. That would be good for you, he said. To have it in my blood? Gray laughed. You think anybody's going to be looking at your blood? This isn't CSI. There isn't going to be any mystery here. You're just going to be another junkie who had to be put down. No! With all the force he could muster, Levin braced his hands against the edge of the table and lunged upward, shoving the other end into Gray's gut. He was spinning for the back door when he heard the loud slap of the gun, and he was sure Gray had missed until his feet stopped moving and tangled underneath him and as he hit the floor, he felt the wet stickiness spreading across his chest. He didn't feel the pain until he was on the floor, and then it was like a giant vice on him, squeezing everything out of him. He couldn't move. He heard his own breath, bubbly and uneven. He became aware that Gray was beside him, grunting as he knelt and rolled Levin onto his side. He was putting the little bottle into Levin's hand. Sure, Levin thought. Fingerprints. Good thinking, Gray. He tried to say it out loud and just spasmed. It's okay, Gray said. You can let go it'll be over soon levin wasn't listening he was looking over gray's shoulder at the rainbow ceiling every moment existed forever he saw himself and shayla up there perched on ladders the colors spreading he wheeled the painting levin to look down to catch his eye to leap between the years and let him start again he could wait he could wait for that levin to look down and see him
0: this reading of nobody home was produced by king's river life and directed by lori lewis ham you can learn more about the author on his website jsw47408 dot wix site dot com slash website if you'd like to help us be able to continue to bring you more mystery fun check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash kings river even a dollar a month can make a difference and we could really use your support we also have some cool merchandise available on redbubble check the show notes for the link and for the links to our websites and social media subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode Subscribe to our podcast newsletter for bonus content. And if you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it, as this helps make us easier for others to find. And be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, this is your announcer wishing you a life full of mystery.